Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights uh, Hobby Hotline back on, I think it was January 15th. Had a very interesting discussion. Val Mars was there moderating a control panel, and then Adam Palmer of Heroes for Sale was there. We discussed many things, but this is a short segment where uh, I think Victor Roman Sr., my rookie card specialist friend who's been on before, a research and history-oriented hobbyist who, who takes it seriously and was really bringing up the issue of uh, how does the hobby process bad news. And I got a card chat from Suze, which I also recommend that you subscribe to her a free weekly newsletter dealing with the, the hobby it's had a little flurry as you get more prominence with the higher priced items and, and you make headlines. There's some bad apples that uh, come in that try to make a fast buck when a, a slow buck, lots of opportunity for doing that here. But again, it seemed like a flurry of bad news here at the beginning of the year and we need to not dwell on it. There's so much positive. You have to expect that if there's going to be an increase in marketing and uh, mainstream attention from the hobby, it's going to draw some small percentage of uh, those who are trying to cut corners and trying to uh, take advantage of a situation that uh, if it's too loose, we need to tighten up. If people are just out and out fraud and criminal activity, they need to be arrested or punished, not just making restitution, but there needs to be a strong deterrent. Otherwise, people are going to see what they can get away with. But again, over the years, I have a lot of tenure in the industry. There have been occasional bad news situations that are like a punch in the gut when you really care about the hobby. But uh, a lot of those things, there's a, a recovery. It's like the stages of grief. So Victor's point was, I think we just can't dwell on the bad news, but we can't sweep it under the rug either. We've got to see, is there a lesson to be learned? And if there is, and there certainly is for any authenticator, that the lesson bad news is finding out something that's uh, not authentic or has been resealed. That is a big black eye on a lot of people. But again, that's uh, hopefully the, the silver lining of that, that it'll come back with uh, increased uh, procedures. Same thing with the card show theft. I think it really wasn't the card show as much as, and it wasn't a theft. There were just some things going on. The episode I'm thinking about came up in the loosely organized trade night. That's a little different, less structure. At the card shows, there's plainclothes police people uh, floating around. There's, uh, you know, um, cameras all over the place, drones, I think, taking pictures. But again, that's another silver lining there. Because there was a theft that was pretty quiet, but a significant theft to a friend of mine less than a year ago, there have been some additional security measures, and people are more tuned into that. Uh, Victor, I appreciate your concern. I'm, I'm sorry we couldn't deal with that in more detail on Hobby Hotline with Val and Adam. And, and those who called in and participated, but still some of those security issues and bait and switch issues, there needs to be a tightening up. And I think we've talked about this. If, if some high profile person gets stung in a way that brings regulatory scrutiny, I think that's really not good. It's fun to have a, an industry that's not heavily regulated, but it's not fun if you're on the receiving end of a scam. Again, you just need to be buying wisely. If something seems to be too good of a deal, don't do it or deal with people you have a track record with. People should be innocent until proven guilty. I'm not interested in blacklisting people that might be guilty, might be innocent, but I think there ought to be uh, enough investigation to find who the good guys are. And if somebody's done something wrong, I don't know that they're banned for life, but to me, they have to reprove themselves in my eyes before I want to do anything with them. Again, this is a wonderful hobby, and I don't want anybody messing it up. 
So if you're one of the good guys, which I think all my listeners are, be on the lookout for anything that looks suspicious. And if you see something, say something. Talked about the fact that if somebody's got a card that might be questionable, don't pass it off as the real deal. If it's a Michael Jordan rookie that you picked up in some mysterious way, I think you really have to get a good card graded. If not, there's some question about whether or not it's authentic. And you just have to take this with a grain of salt. So I don't want to be a downer. I, I think, again, that's a part of Suze's comments where there's so much great stuff to be seen. When somebody loses their collection in a fire and uh, collectors uh, rally with uh, random acts of kindness, they're actually not that random when somebody has been victimized of something no fault of their own. So hats off to all of you who are doing positive things. I, I wish that was everybody. But uh, again, there's if a thousand new people come into the hobby next year, next week, I don't know, then is one a bad apple, two bad apples? I don't know. Whatever there are, they need to be exposed and eliminated. Let's make it tough for criminals. Let's make it tough for people that try to cut corners. Let's keep our hobby honest, high integrity, and, and a relational hobby that's not just transactional, that uh, you're really enjoying the people that you work with and that you want to see them again. You don't want to just have one deal with somebody, you never see them again or never deal with them again. They're just in and out. Those are the kind of people that could take advantage of you. When I go to shows, I like to deal with people that I've seen, that I trust, that I've built up some rapport with, and I hope you do that too. So thanks everybody. And here's the discussion from Hobby Hotline. And uh, thanks sponsors, Tops, Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Compsy.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So again, and thank you, Hobby Hotline, all of the many hosts. Uh, every month is different for me because I'm on once a month every week. It's twice a week now because there's a Tuesday evening overtime session as well. So keep up the good work, my colleagues. And uh, here's a little small portion of it of what we discussed uh, a little bit a uh, couple weeks ago. Thanks. How can we process negative news in the hobby? Is it healthy to talk about it or are we on track to damage the hobby? Long term, assuming these types of shenanigans continue, as a hobby veteran, I'm torn, upset, and frustrated with recent news. There's a lack of integrity in the hobby, and I'm questioning, can we really recover? Some of these big news hits and outside people from the hobby see this. So this is where, I guess, regulation might start. Or where, when you're talking about millions of dollars for stuff and, and the money that's now changing hands, it's come a long way from the $18 a box, $0.50 cents a pack from Tops to the thousands of dollars a box. The outside world, the people who aren't in cards view cards like in a way like they sort of, if somebody doesn't like cards or they're not into it, they may look at those stories and they're going to say, look, this is exactly why I don't like cards. But I, I put out a tweet about it earlier this week and I, I said I was upset. I was upset too because it's we're fighting for the legitimacy of the industry almost on a daily basis. And, you know, one of, one of my friends on Twitter, Nick, examined baseball who works, uh, does, is a school teacher and does work with Forbes. He, had a great tweet. He said, there are good people that we've all met, especially here. However, there are going to be shady types in the industry. Conduct yourself appropriately and try and surround yourself with others that do the same. I think that for me was the sentiment that I think I want to try and go forward with being around people like on hobby hotline and other shows that I'm doing, like surrounding yourself with people that you know and trust is really going to be the way that you can maybe process to answer the question, like process these negative stories is like just know that your ethics wouldn't allow you to do something like that although it's unfortunate if you're surrounding yourself with people that you trust and that you like then that should be what's most important rather than focusing and harping on the fact that there were some big negative things that happened this week in my opinion i just want to say that unfortunately this is not going to go away and if fanatics has their way and i hope they do in this sense is that i think their goal pretty quickly is to double the size of the industry of the hobby and so if they're going to bring in twice as many collectors, it's twice as many investors, but it also means twice as many scams and twice as many scammers. 
There will always be people that are going to try to bend the rules or get away with something. And so it won't go away. And if there's twice as many good guys coming in the hobby, there's probably going to be twice as many of these bad apples because there's going to be more interest. And like I said, we have an industry that's uh, lucrative and enjoyable enough that a lot of people are coming into it. And they see the fact that the, with the not much regulation, the problem I have is that there's so many ways to make an honest buck <laughs> that why don't they just do that? And then they can sleep better at night. You can make a lot of money if you know what you're doing and you, you know, buy and sell wisely, not crookedly. That's my editorial statement. I was just thinking about back in the 80s and the counterfeit cards and how Upper Deck came in to put their hologram on there and to try to reduce counterfeit cards. And we'll see what technology or whatever, what new businesses pop up to help possibly deal with some of the stuff. The baseball card exchange with baseball boxes and other stuff, they, again, have a, a huge reputation in the hobby and have been doing it for a long time. I think Pokemon is not one of their core what's the right word core competence yeah. Yeah. yes thank Absolutely. you core competence you know we'll see what happens from here but adam to your point if you google the logan paul and the fake pokemon it's in all the major news sources so it's not just in the hobby it's everywhere yeah i think also we could potentially use it as a metaphor it's baseball card exchange they are industry leaders in grading sealed wax of like older sports and maybe they don't know as much about pokemon like we could almost use it as a metaphor for people coming into the hobby. If you a lot about a certain topic, maybe try and stick. And this is more not advice for baseball card exchange, but advice for people coming into the hobby. Try and stay within your lane and, and look and do research on stuff that you maybe know a little bit more about rather than taking a risk because obviously this was a risk for them and it didn't really pay off. But like taking the risks on something that maybe you don't need to because like you said, like there's ways that... There's a million different ways you can make money in this hobby. That's one of the great parts about the hobby is that, that fact. Let me just say that having run a company, when somebody sends you a card to get it graded, like at BGS, if we can't be totally sure, then we need to send it back. Mm -hmm. Okay. On the other hand, that means we're foregoing the price, the payment that somebody wants to make. And I shudder to think what it would have cost for a baseball card exchange or what they were charging to authenticate a $2.7 million box. Was it $10,000 to authenticate it? So now you're talking about they're going to either send back the $10,000 or say, hey, it looks good to us. It's not a simple thing of, oh, hey, we just made it. They probably got a lot of money for doing that. Mm -hmm. And they should have either brought in this YouTuber as a consultant <laughs> or somebody to say, hey, this is questionable. Be careful here because you've got, ultimately, they, they probably have insurance, but there, there's exposure and some reputational damage. So very upsetting, but uh, we'll get through it. The man in the house who calls